0: And welcome to the podcast. Um, We're doing a video version of the podcast and a standard audio version of the podcast. Um, You wouldn't know this if you're just listening to the podcast like normal, but I am not in the usual ironing board studios. I'm in my daughter Allison's old bedroom, and if you could see this, you could see the shelf of Precious Moments figurines behind me and some of our other things that kids tend to leave at their mom and dad's house. When they move out. So, hey, if you're listening to the podcast, it's just a normal podcast, but if you want to see the video version, it's the identical thing with video. I'm sitting on an exercise bike right now, um, uh, and uh, just so I could have a microphone desk that's high enough, and I know it's not perfect, but I thought I would try something just a little bit different for the Christmas version of the podcast. Take a shower, show up on time, and don't steal anything. I got a couple of visuals here. Behind me is a bookshelf of Allison's little tchotchkes and little knickknacks and things like that when she was a young girl. And I'm going to show one to the camera here, but I'll describe it to you as well because if you're not watching it, uh, this is one of those little nesting dolls. And these were her favorite. This is a Santa Claus one, very appropriate. And uh, it's got a little Santa. And then it's got a little, I don't know what that is. Maybe it's a Mary, maybe it's a Mrs. Claus. And then it's got a little elf inside there. And they just, oh, there's a little snowman and they just keep getting smaller. And the very last one, is uh can you see it? It's a little tiny tree, um. And I also found on her little shelf of things something really cool. It is a picture of all of us at Last Chance Summer Dance, nineteen ninety eight. Now again, you won't see it obviously if you're listening to the audio podcast, but I'm going to show the camera. That is Allison and her sister Beth when uh, the the year the Backstreet Boys didn't show up, but they um, were going to show up. They were on the schedule for Last Chance Summer Dance, but uh, Howie was uh, not able to make it because his sister had just died, so we knew that Howie wouldn't be there. Uh, Nick missed his plane. And so all these girls that had, uh, there was the Backstreet Boys at the height of their fame, all these girls that had gotten there at 11 o'clock in the morning and had stood up against the fence and not gone for water and not sat down so they wouldn't lose their spot. Um, they were disappointed not to see the Backstreet Boys. That was also the year because it was about 96 degrees that day that all these girls pressed up against the front of the fence were dehydrated and passing out. And, uh, There's a long version of the story, but that's basically the short version of the story. And everybody who was there remembers 1998's Last Chance Summer Dance, which was basically a star party outdoors at Canterbury Park. And it was day long, and it started, I think, at like one or two in the afternoon and went till like eight o'clock that night. And, uh... It was really cool, but it didn't make any money because we had to pay all these acts to come, and we had to rent the venue, and we had to spend a lot of money on security and a lot of things, and it just didn't work out. We did it for three or four years. Anyway, welcome to the podcast, and thanks for watching the video if you are so watching the video. Um, Like I said, it's going to be just like a regular podcast, except if you want to see the video, you can do that too. Why am I doing that? Just because it's fun to change things up once in a while, and I thought, why not? Okay, I'm going to start with... The fact that I am in ridiculous pain right now. This is the stupidest damn thing. I was sneezing yesterday morning, Sunday morning. Today is Monday, Christmas Eve. And I was sneezing and I felt something pop like something blew up, exploded and then blew up in my lower back. And I'm like, oh, that's going to hurt. And it didn't really hurt that bad until Carson and I went snowboarding today. We have a tradition every year at Christmas, we go snowboarding on Christmas Eve out at Highland. And uh, to put on your snowboards, you you have to bend down and strap into the binding. And uh, if you, you know, you can put your one your front foot in by kneeling but you cannot kneel to put your other foot in your back foot in you just can't if you snowboard you know exactly what I mean so I had to bend down and it was excruciatingly painful and every time I did it it got worse and worse we only went down about five or six runs until I finally said Carson I can't take it anymore Uh, So we came home, and right now I've got an icy hot patch on my back, and I took a couple of Tylenol, and I had a heating pad on, and holy fuck, sorry, it really hurts. And uh, we're probably going to miss church tonight. We usually go to church on Christmas Eve. We always go to church on Christmas Eve. Um, uh, Probably not going to make it this year, but I told Carson, I said, we are not going to miss the tradition of snowboarding on um, Christmas Eve. We missed our tradition earlier this year of canoeing, Every year since he was like eight, we bought a canoe and we went canoeing and camping every year. And this year we didn't get to go. We couldn't even get the canoe to the lake. I don't have a truck or a car that's big enough to take the canoe to the lake anymore. So I said, we're not going to miss this tradition. Hey, I'm going to point this out. Uh, Fallon got this for me. This is a coffee mug with birds on it because she knows that I love birds. And uh, when you put hot liquid into it, um, the birds, actually, you can see the uh, the colors of the birds and uh, i'm showing it to the camera right now if you're listening to the podcast use your imagination um but thank you fallon i actually love this and um and i do i do love the birds so what can i say let's move on to something that's meaningful instead of me kind of droning on the podcast excuse me is take a shower show up on time and don't steal anything based on this book right here, um, which is available at Amazon. You can download the Kindle version. You want some quick, easy reading, probably finish the whole book on your Kindle in less than two hours. Um, and the great thing is you can read it. You don't have to read it in any order. There's 101 different tips in this book that um, that I've learned. And basically they're all based on experience. I'm going to share one with you right now that I learned 30 years ago. Okay. Here we go. From 30 years ago, it is chapter number 99, and I remember this very clearly, and it's appropriate because it is gifts, and it is Christmas time, so we're talking about gifts. I was about 24 years old and working at a radio station in Columbus, Ohio. One of our interns, Mary Kay, Mary Kay, shout out to you if you ever listen to the podcast, she got me a Christmas present. Now, just by the shape of the package, I was pretty sure I knew exactly what it was. I proclaimed, I bet it's a coffee mug immediately her face fell because it was a coffee mug. And I'd ruined her surprise. That horrible feeling stuck with me. Now somebody could give me a package shaped exactly like a tennis racket and I'd completely play into the whole thing. I would hold it up to my ear, shake it and ask the giver, is it a Velcro wallet? Which to me is just kind of funny. Uh, Never make a genuine guess what a present might be as you're opening it. I know it's tempting and I know sometimes even easy to guess what's inside the package, but don't because chances are you might be right. So I've learned that even if I'm sure I know what it is, or even if it's, it's kind of like going up to somebody who's pregnant and they look like they're pregnant, and you're pretty damn sure they're pregnant. You just really can't say, "Wow, well, when are you expecting?" Because if they're not pregnant. They're going to be really embarrassed, and you're going to be really embarrassed. Now, if you know, if it's like Kate Raddatz, and you know she's pregnant, it's totally fine. Um, But I ran into somebody uh, the other day that I had not seen since the wedding fair in the spring, and she was big and pregnant. And I did not say so you're having a baby because what if she had some sort of stomach problem or put on a lot of weight and it all came right to her belly she was pregnant and i said you know what i wasn't going to say anything to her so here is a a new addition to the book um and it's not in the book but if i ever write another book i can put that in put this in there and that is this chapter and that is make sure i'm not sure how i'm going to phrase the name of the chapter praise their gift wrapping Listen, when I wrap a present, I do a decent job. I cut off usually way too much paper and this kind of balled up at the ends and it doesn't look slick and neat and I put a bow on it and it's good enough. People don't expect a beautiful wrap present from me, but once in a while you get somebody who really wants to wrap a beautiful present. What do we tend to do? We tend to not even notice it because we just want to rip open the damn present and see what's inside a velcro wallet so if you know somebody and maybe it's you but if you know somebody like your aunt or your grandma or your mom or your sister or i'm sure guys can do it too um take a second and look at that package and go oh my god this is a beautiful bow are you being sincere well i think so But I think what you want to do is acknowledge that they really put some effort into that. Some people really pride themselves. And I can't imagine if I did that and you just ripped into the present without acknowledging the beautiful handmade bow, I'd be a little bit hurt and a little bit annoyed. So, hey, just an idea, something to think about. All right. I always keep a notebook of things we're going to talk about on the show this week. First of all, um, it is Christmas, Christmas Sweater. Um, But I realize and I acknowledge that you may listen to this an hour after I upload it and you may listen to it in February and you may listen to it later, but it is Christmas Eve. It's Christmas week and it's the end of the year. It's my last podcast of the year. I'll do another one coming up on the first weekend in January. Um, But I wanted to look back at the year, um, at, at my year, at the risk of sounding like, well, who wants to hear Dave talk about his year? What I want to do is I want to kind of like, just kind of like get you to reflect back on the highlights of your year too. And to realize that, um, you know, some years are really good. Some years are not so good. And, uh, this year was a pretty good year. I'm going to start off back in February or so. My wife's belly hurt her really bad. She, uh, Tried to go to bed, she tried a heating pad, nothing. She went in gallbladder surgery the next day. Gallbladder surgery turned into discovering a big mass the size of, a I don't know, a T-bone steak in her belly. Um, a, a tumor of some sort. The doctor says, I don't know if it's cancer, but we think it is cancer. It looks like cancer. And so for a week until we got a, another opinion, we thought Susan might die of cancer. And you talk about a horrible, horrible, sad feeling. I remember I had to do a broadcast from um, the auto show. And I love the auto show. And I remember trying to be happy through this broadcast when we're three days out from seeing a specialist. Um, and we really expected her to say, yeah, it's cancer. And uh, and Susan looked at me from the bed and she said, I don't want to die. And let me tell you, when your partner tells you, I don't want to die, it is one of the saddest, most heart-wrenching moments of your life. I'll make the story fairly short from here. Um, the doctor then looked at it, said, mm, I don't think it is. I'd say about a 1% chance that it's cancer. And they removed it. And it was not, it was technically benign, so not cancerous, but still dangerous and still, you know, something that had to be taken out and something we still have to watch all the time. Um, can you tell that I'm kind of fidgeting because my belly hurts? Um, uh, anyway, so that was good news other good news, Carson got his Eagle Scout Award earlier this year, and I'll be honest with you, Carson has definitely benefited from that uh, because he's applied to different colleges, and his grades are good, and his SAT or ACT score is good, but I also honestly think that the Eagle Award had has gotten him into a couple of different colleges, um, because I think that when you think of an Eagle Scout, you think of somebody who is pretty impressive, and gets things done, and has kind of got their act together. And listen, Carson is still a work in progress, but I was telling him today, I said, you know what, you're a really well-rounded kid. You play drums, you like to snowboard, you got all kinds of different friends, you like music, you you do good in school, Um, you're a well-rounded kid. And um, so anyway, when he made Eagle, I was very proud of him. My daughter Allison got married this summer, on June 2nd, I want to say. And um, is marriage an accomplishment? No, but it was a celebration. Anybody can get married. I think finding a good partner that uh, that she really loved and is proud of and that we love, um, that's an accomplishment. And we really love Justin. He's a really good guy. And um, uh, we're very proud to have him in the family. And, uh, what else? Um, oh, it was my 25th anniversary at KDWB this summer. And uh, that was really cool. And to hear the stories from people, I'm going to adjust myself on this seat a little bit because it's a bicycle seat and it's not very comfortable. Um, to hear people say, you know what, I've been listening to you since I was like eight years old and now they're, you know, what would they be? Eight, 25, 33 years old. And they've got kids. Um, and they're like, I don't want to make you sound old or you probably get tired of hearing this. And I'm like, no, By no means do I care whether it makes me feel old. I don't feel old when people say that. And I never get tired of hearing people say, I've been listening since I was eight years old or 30 years old, and now I'm 55. I love it. So, and thanks for being part of that, because obviously we could do a morning show or any kind of a radio show, and if people don't listen or respond or participate, um, then it doesn't last for very long. So I can sit here and pat myself on the back, which would be kind of kind of hard to reach with my back pain. But, um, uh, and I'm not going to do that. I'll just give a lot of the credit to you. And so thank you for listening. And I'm glad that we have a partnership in a way that makes us appreciate each other, because I totally appreciate you. And I hope that comes through in the way we do the show. And I think of you as not a group of people. It really annoys me when radio people say, hey, folks, or all my listeners, or hey, you," uh, everybody who's listened to the show. I don't picture you that way. I picture you as you listening to the show or you listening to the podcast or you even watching this video. Um, Other things that I want to cover. We talked about last week on the podcast, the worst song of all time, not of all time, but in the pop era that became a hit. Um uh, there's tons of really bad songs that never became a hit because they were so bad. But there was one that we focused on last week, Samantha Fox. Um I just want to have some fun, move my body all night long. I just want to have some fun, and she repeat it over and over and it was terrible and the video was gratuitously sexual and stupid and very 1989-ish. Um people commented that yeah, that was bad. But they also mentioned, uh, Tammy mentions um, Post Malone. Why is Post Malone famous? His songs are terrible. I actually like him, but I understand how some people would not. Uh, Nina, who is a big loyal podcast downloader. Thank you, Nina. She says, Pumped Up Kicks. She hates that song. Um, and it's a catchy song, but it's so odd to listen to, if I were that band, I would never play that song again in concert. Uh, somebody else sent, mentions uh, "Blue" by Eiffel 65. I'm blue, da ba dee, da ba da ba dee, da ba um, Not my favorite. I heard one this afternoon, and in the last five years, it's got to be the biggest piece of shit song that I can remember. Do you want to know what it is? I'm not going to put it in the podcast, but you know the song "Trumpets." Um, reminds me of a Coldplay song, Coldplay song. Um, I wrote this song just looking at you. And it's like, does every Jason Derulo song have to be about him getting sex? Every Jason Derulo song is about him getting laid or somebody coming on to him or him banging somebody. And it's like, God, and I think Trumpets is not melodic. It's stupid. The lyrics are fucking stupid. And I don't like the song. Um, Some other songs by Jason Derulo, I kind of like. But that one, I would say, is the worst song of the last five years, Your Thoughts. Okay, moving on. Uh, A couple of things that I wanted to talk about um, is is a a book that I'm reading. And I'm going to show it to the camera here. And I'm going to tell you what it is and why I'm reading this book. The book is called, Here is Real Magic. And uh, you probably know if you've listened to my show enough that I love magic. I love doing magic tricks for people. I've been doing them since I was probably five years old when my brother ordered a magic set from the back of a box of Czech cereal. And I love magic tricks and I love doing them. And I love have loved taking them to school and showing them to kids and And I think one of the cool things that I noticed a long time ago when I was in probably sixth or seventh or eighth grade, even kids that I didn't like very much and didn't like me very much always responded to a magic trick with a little bit of wonder. And this book really points that out about how, you know, we all have that wonder inside of us. Like when we're little, we all have the wonder of like Santa Claus. We all have the wonder of the tooth fairy and a snowstorm and a blizzard and and a thunderstorm and the beach. And the wonders of, uh, you know, holding a seashell up to your ear. And we all have that. But as we get older, that wonder kind of goes away in a lot of ways. But you can see that wonder come back when you do a magic trick. And that wonder might last for 15 seconds or it might last for an hour or more. I guess it depends on how amazing the trick is. But I think it's one of the things that this magician, this is not my analysis. It is him explaining it and me going, oh, yeah, that's true. Um... I want to read something. There's two things that I got out of the book. And again, I'm not going to talk about a magic book to you because I know that you probably aren't interested in magic like I am. But he talks about, hey, if it feels like magic and if it feels like it's real, then it is. Well, what does he mean by that? Um, I think what he means is, I know what he means is that if it works for you, why would I take that away from you? In other words, there, he, re, he traveled to India to see if there was such a thing as real magic. And he found out that he never saw real magic, but there are people over there who genuinely present themselves as supernaturally powered magicians. And they'll do a couple of things that they'll, they'll make something turn into you know something else through a chemical reaction. And uh, then they present themselves as the real thing. And they have followers just like a priest or a psychic or a minister, a religious leader would have followers. And the guy's like, yeah, but it's all fake. It's not real magic. And the guy that he meets in India says, but it's magic to them. So why would you take that away? These are people without much. Why not at least let them have what appears to them to be magic? I'm rubbing my icy hot patch back into my back and it feels really good. Um, And I, I get that because... You think of psychic Gary Spivey. He's the psychic on our show, and people say to me every time we have him on or every time we're out somewhere, "Is Gary? do you believe that Gary Spivey's real? Well, I'll be honest with you, not entirely, not entirely. I believe that there's something there because I would not put anybody on our show that I thought was a total scam artist. I will say that Gary has good days and bad days. Gary has days when he doesn't try. And just like an athlete on the days he doesn't try, he's not very good. And Gary gets a little lazy sometimes. And I've told him that. I'm like, Gary, you know, try harder. Do something different than what you've done. Because it's easy to get lazy and comfortable. And uh, he's like, yeah, yeah, you're right. And sometimes he does. And I can tell when Gary's on fire and when he's not. But if you believe in Gary, then it works for you. If you believe in your religion, then it works for you. And maybe you're a Christian. Um, uh, Maybe you're a really devout Christian. And it really works for you. And you believe in the power of prayer. And I'm not going to get too religious on you here. But if you're kind of like, you know, well, I'm a Christian or I'm a Catholic or I'm Jewish, but I'm not really active in my faith and I'm not really whatever strong believer. um, Well, then it probably doesn't work for you. But if you get up and pray every morning and you pray and you thank God and you pray over your meal and you say the blessing and you you know say your bedtime prayers with your kids or whatever then it must work for you just like anything where you believe in it it works I'll give you one more example that's not religious I promise Um, with my pain in my belly um, I went to a chiropractor starting a couple of years ago and I wanted to go because I had tried everything else regular medical doctors didn't do anything they tried and they just couldn't figure it out Um, So I went to a chiropractor, a friend of mine who is a medical doctor. uh, She said, why are you wasting your time with a chiropractor? Their their only benefit is, number one, it's like a good massage. Popping your back really feels good, and popping your neck feels good, but it has no proven long-term benefits. And I'm like, says you. I said, if it makes me feel good, then I'll go. Um, She said, well, listen, if you get into a car accident and you wrench your neck, or in my case, sneeze and wrench your back, you go to a chiropractor and three weeks later, you're better. Yeah, right. She said, well, you'll get better without the chiropractor. With or without the chiropractor, she said, you're going to get better. And I said, yeah, but if I believe that the chiropractor is going to help me, then what what difference does it make? She says, because you don't need it. And I said, but I think you're missing my point. What's the harm in, if I believe it, What's the harm in that making me feel better? If it really does make me feel better, like a placebo. A placebo can make you feel better because you believe it does. That all makes sense, right? Anyway, um, and then one other thing he said, I'm going to read this chapter to you because I think it's really powerful. And it. I actually dog-eared the page. Let me see if I can find it. Okay. He says... Do you want to know the real secret to becoming a great magician? Now, you probably don't care about becoming a great magician, but maybe you become want to become a great dentist or a great architect or a great tennis player or you want to become a great guitar player or a great mom or a great daughter, whatever it is. Okay, this is what he says. And instead of magician, fill in what it is that you want to become great at. Do you want to know the real secret to becoming a great magician? It's very simple. You just have to care about it more than someone else would ever consider possible. You give everything inside you to the work, night after night, on stage, and day after day in the studio or the workshop, where you pour your life into the slow, patient job of taking tricks and turning them into magic. The real work happens alone, in front of mirrors, practicing for hours, on end, in front of a drawing board or a notebook, designing a bridge strong enough to span the great distance between the deception on one side and magic on the other. If you do it right, when you take the stage, a show becomes an expression of the absolute highest that you have to offer. Do you want to become a great magician? Anyone can do it. All it takes is your life You're waking, breathing, hoping, hurting day in, day out life. I'm going to slam the book shut dramatically. Um, And I think that's true. Uh, And I read that and I dog-eared it because that's... Here's a little bit about me. That's what I did to get to where I am in radio. And um, I worked really hard. I... Stayed home and worked on the show and wrote bits and wrote parody songs and wrote the Hollister song and wrote Jenny from the trailer park and uh, and wrote the the what was the other one? The um, uh, I said the Hollister song and all the funny the the different commercials, all that shit, um, because I loved it and and it worked. I will say that I am happy with where I am, but at the same time, I missed out on a lot because I worked so hard at that. And a lot of people think, well, radio's not hard. I mean, really, you go in there and you fuck around for four hours. How hard is that? Well, there are a lot of people who take the job about that seriously. but let's not again, let's not make this about me. How would that apply to you? What do you want to become? are you are you committed to anything? That strongly that you want to devote your life to it. Are you committed that strongly to being a great attorney? Are you committed that strongly to being a great student, uh, to getting straight A's and to getting into a great college or getting that great job? Are you committed to learning? And I mean, it's okay if you're not, because it that's what it takes to be great. So there it is. And um, again, the book is not for everybody. But I really thought that it was just a really powerful metaphor for a lot of other things. So I hope you enjoyed that. Hey, listen, I'm going to wrap things up. It's Christmas Eve. Have a great Christmas. Um, I, let me know whether you watch this or not. I guess I can do the YouTube counter. But let me know whether watching the video adds anything to this at all. And uh, I appreciate you downloading the podcast. It's on um, iTunes, the App Store, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, And, um, it's called take a shower, show up on time and don't steal anything based on the book of the same name, which again, you can download on Kindle. You can order, you won't get it in time for Christmas. That's the cool thing about Kindle. You can get it right now. Check out the Facebook page too. take a shower, show up on time and don't steal anything. I always try to post something new on there every week. And, uh, there was one more thing. Oh, Uh, email. I love getting emails. A lot of the time you have comments that I'd love to hear and things that insights that I never knew about. And this is kind of a two-way street. Um, I get a little bit more um, FaceTime on this than you do, I guess. But if I did it with no feedback, I probably wouldn't do it anymore. So let me know what your thoughts are. If there's any things like Dave, here's something I want you to talk about on the next podcast. Again, um, uh, happy holidays I'm gonna guess you'll probably listen to this before the first of the year. Happy New Year. Um, I, in the new year, want to spend less time on my phone. That's a big one for me less time on my phone. There's an app, and I'll plug it. They're not paying me. It's called Forest, and you can set Forest to uh, like 30 minutes or 45 minutes or 10 minutes or whatever and leave your phone alone for that amount of time and if you do you're rewarded with a virtual tree in your forest and it's kind of cool you know what it helps so that's one of the things i'm going to do this next year and if you're not listening around the holidays maybe you listen later in the year hey listen i appreciate you Thank you for listening. Happy New Year. Happy Holidays. And we'll see you in two weeks on Take a Shower, Show Up on Time, and Don't Steal Anything.